everyone, you're tuned in to Unfiltered Black Hottie, a podcast about whatever the F I want. Join me, Tisha Ron, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for conversations about everything from true crime to conspiracies to social media bullshit, everything black, and a whole lot more from an unfiltered black hottie's perspective. Enjoy your earful and catch up with us on our social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Unfiltered Black Hottie, Twitter, You Black Hottie. Join the conversation on Facebook at Unfiltered Black Hottie Podcast. You can listen to the show on your favorite places to listen to podcasts, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Get all this info and everything else you could possibly need about the show at www.youblackhottie.com, including ways to support the show like Patreon or Buy Me a Chai. Unfiltered Black Hottie welcomes everyone but isn't for everyone. Some topics may be sensitive or triggering to certain listeners. Most episodes do have curse words sprinkled throughout. That's your warning. Now let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back to Unfiltered Black Hottie. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to say hottie because I'm turning too many people on. But so, if you guys read the title, you know that today's episode is about imposter syndrome. Now, when I first heard the term imposter syndrome, I thought it had something to do with identity theft. I mean, it sounds like it. Well, not really. That has nothing to do with it. Even though, well, I guess it does. I mean, if the identity theft is committed, like, against yourself. So, let me explain that shit. So, by definition, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. But the flip side is the person is not a fraud at all. And they really should be proud of their accomplishments and talents. As far as signs, there aren't really any visual or physical signs of imposter syndrome. I mean, like one of your legs don't just become shorter than the other because you have imposter syndrome. It's not nothing like that. It's more like something that's in your head and... I'm going to say that a lot throughout this episode because it's really something that is in your head, something that you can control. But we're going to get to all that. Like, it's mostly feelings or thoughts. You'll experience feelings of self-doubt or like you're a fraud. Now, when I say a fraud, I don't mean like a fraud, fraud, like bad checks. I mean, like, for example, you may pass a test, like a big test. And when somebody says, oh, good job, you passed that test, you did really good, you think, oh, well, I just got lucky. But in reality, you studied and you stayed up, you know, burning the midnight oil to make sure that you was going to pass this test. But when you do pass the test and someone, you know, congratulates you, you feel like, 
I'm a fraud. I didn't pass this because I studied. I passed this because I got lucky. And you don't want to be exposed as somebody that isn't necessarily smart, but lucky. Does that make sense? By the end of the episode, it's going to make sense. Like I said, with imposter syndrome, there aren't any physical signs Everything is like internal. It's all emotional. You'll have like feelings or thoughts of self-doubt. Um, you know what I'm saying? You'll probably feel like you're in a constant tug of war between how you perceive yourself and how other people perceive you. Now, I'm sure you all know that I am not a therapist or a life coach or anything like that, but I am a podcaster. I'm saying all that to say this. Imposter syndrome is not a mental illness. It's not at all. It's something that you can change, and I'm going to help you, you know, figure out some steps you need to take to change that. It is not a mental illness, period. But it can lead to anxiety or depression if you don't check that shit. But we're going to figure out how we're going to check that shit, right? Yeah. So there are five types of imposters, and there's air quotes around imposters. We have the perfectionist. The natural genius, the individualist slash soloist, the expert, and the superhero. Again, I am not a shrink, but I am a podcaster. So, let's get into it. First, we're going to talk about the perfectionist. So, the perfectionist. This person sets impossible, impossible, impossible standards for themselves. They want to be, I mean, well, perfect. Well, this person avoids new things because they think they might not be perfect at it the very first time. Then, because they know they set these unattainable goals, they will prepare, a.k.a. procrastinate like a motherfucker. And they end up not reaching a goal. It's because they want to spend all this time preparing and making sure everything is perfect. And, like, for example, if I'm doing a podcast subject and I'm a perfectionist imposter syndrome sufferer, I would probably research in depth the topics. You know what I mean? I would probably spend days and days and days researching a topic, and then on record day or day the day that it comes to post, I'm not ready because I've been doing this shit for weeks just trying to prepare so at the end of the day, you not you don't reach the goal. And then you feel bad about yourself. It's like in a way, you want to always prove that you're not a fraud. So you go really, 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 really hard in the paint. And then you don't even get the shit done. So next we have the natural genius. This type picks up stuff super quickly. Like all their life, they've picked up things quickly. So that random ass time when they don't know how to deliver a baby on the fucking second day of med school, they feel like a POS. You're not a POS. You're in med school. You are not a piece of shit because you're in med school. You're in med school. You're in med school. I'm in my damn extra bedroom recording a podcast. You are in med school. I was listening to this really good Kevin Gates um, interview. And all of them are really good. But he was saying that he had to remind himself. Now, this is Kevin Gates. He got some millions of bucks. He said that sometimes when he went to, like, meetings, you know, pertaining to his career, 
he will have to remind himself that he deserves to be in that room. And if that's something that you need to do, remind yourself that you deserve to be here. You deserve to be in med school because you are smart as shit. You know, you got to remind yourself if that's what it takes that, yes, I deserve to have this raise. I deserve to get, you know, promoted at my job. I deserve to have a bomb ass podcast on the top five of Apple um, podcasts speaking that into existence, (laughs) but it's not uncommon to feel that way, to feel like you don't deserve those things because you didn't pick that shit up on the first day because you got to go, you know, put some more practice in. You just feel like you're a fraud and you feel like an imposter. That's not the case. The next type is the soloist or the individualist. This person will run themselves crazy. You feel like you should do anything and everything on your own. You don't ask for help or accept help because if you do it, you feel like it'll show some type of weakness or failure. That's not even there. You know, like I said, imposter syndrome is in your head, but you do not have to listen to your thoughts. Your thoughts are not law. They are just thoughts. You can change them at any time, at any time. So like I said, if you you feel like if you ask for help or accept help when people offer it to you, you feel like you're showing signs of weakness or failure, but if there is no weakness there. But meanwhile, you are really overworked, overwhelmed, stressed out, and that stress is going to manifest in some things way worse than you not getting a project done. So then we have the expert. The expert is a know-it-all. You got to know everything. This type is extremely afraid of being exposed as a a fraud. So it's like they spend so much time learning, just like the um, perfectionist. Like, for example, okay, my podcast. At first, I felt like I needed to know everything about podcasting. I read books. I read articles. I watched YouTube videos. I I remember watching a YouTube video about um editing a podcast i watched like six different videos and in all six they were like basically telling you the same thing you know the same directions just worded different and i spent so much time researching because i didn't want something to pop up or somebody to ask me about a podcast and i didn't know what they was talking about like i didn't i didn't want to get asked well how do you how do you record with two mics and be like, uh, I didn't want somebody to think, oh, she fake as fuck. She don't really know what she doing. She's not a podcaster. But at the same time, I had to tell myself, oh, I am a podcaster. This is me. This is what I do. This is my profession. I'm a podcaster. It's okay to remind yourself. So after a minute, I kind of sat back and was like, okay, you are spending way too much time trying to learn how to create a podcast and not enough time actually creating the podcast. So one day I was just like, F it. I'm recording today. And that shit seemed like it's doing pretty good so far. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that's smarter than you or that knows a little bit more about a a subject, but it's always going to be something that you could teach as well. So once I kind of didn't feel scared or feel like I was going to be exposed because I didn't know how to podcast with my eyes closed and edit my episodes in 2.5 seconds, 
I had to realize that's not necessarily a fraud. You learning. So, you know, take that advice. Last but not least, we have the superhero type. The super mom, the super aunt, me. (laughs) The super student, the super girlfriend, the super boyfriend, the super employee. You do not want to let anybody down. Because then what that look like? They going to look at you like, oh, she was fake. She ain't got her shit together. I thought she was a super mom. I thought he was a super dad. But he's let me down. He didn't come through for me when I needed him to come through. So it's like, then you... And you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times if you don't come through for other people, people that love you and people that actually care about you, they're not going to be upset about that. They're not going to stop talking to you or not be your friend anymore because you forgot to pick up some... Chinese food on the way over. Well, maybe not Chinese food because that's kind of big. I'll be mad if my friend forgot the Chinese food. But y'all get what I'm saying. Nobody's going to be actually mad at you for those things if they care about you. This type of person will push themselves to the limit to prove that they're good enough to, you know, deserve your love or deserve your friendship. I said this earlier and I said I was going to say it a few times. Imposter syndrome is in your own head. I said that shit earlier. I'm going to say it again. It comes from your own belief system. Comparing yourself to others, things like that. If maybe you had a controlling or overprotective parents or your boyfriend or your partner or girlfriend or whatever is kind of overprotective or controlling, you will start to have thoughts of self-doubt creep up in your head. But you do not have to listen to your own thoughts. Self-doubt plays a major part in imposter syndrome. It's really, in my opinion, imposter syndrome is just about you. And you, again, do not have to believe your thoughts. You can change them bitches at any time you choose. I'm a firm believer in changing your thoughts changes your life. I believe that because I've lived that. I know that. That is the fucking truth. For real. For real. I'm the proof. Having this podcast, me having this podcast, is proof that changing your thoughts change your life. Me even being alive is proof that changing your thoughts can change your life. I mean, I don't know. I know I went through some dark shit. Some real dark shit. I went through some ugly shit. And the first thing that helped me pull myself out of that dark hole was changing my belief system and changing my thoughts. You know, this is kind of off the subject. It's about belief systems and things like that. I don't think I ever professionally wore red fingernail polish until, like, I was 30 years old. And then, like, a couple years ago, or, like, two years ago, three years ago, when I was Little Kim for Halloween, was the first time I, like, wore it professionally, like, had my nails done for two weeks, three weeks, and they were red. All because when we was little, my grandparents, I don't even know who brought this shit up, but when I was little, it was always taught to the girls that wearing red fingernail polish or red lipstick means you're a whore. (laughs) So I actually did not wear that shit. And I, you know, because I just didn't want people on the outside thinking, oh my God, she got on red fingernail polish, she a whore. But That's just a belief system. That's just part of a belief system. I don't even know where that shit came from. So, yeah, you can change your thoughts. Um, Now, earlier in the show, in the episode, I gave you some 
information about imposter syndrome and like what it feels like. So I feel like if you learn to recognize it, if you kind of check yourself when you hear those bullshit ass thoughts going in your head, like, damn, I didn't um, deserve this A on this test. When you know you studied, when you start to recognize it, you can pull yourself through it or work through it. You know, so how do you work through it? Well, the first thing you need to do is acknowledge your feelings. Don't just pass it off as a, oh, I'm in a funk. I'm having a bad time right now. No, take that shit seriously. Take your mental health seriously because the shit is serious. You can seek out some type of help like a therapist or something like that or like a life coach. I like the life coach better because I felt like a therapist was more like by the book and I needed someone that I could relate to and I could relate more to my life coach than I could to a therapist because I saw a therapist first and then I, I talked to someone and they told me they weren't seeing a therapist, they saw a life coach. This is for other reasons, not imposter syndrome reasons, but I'm just saying. And another thing with the therapist, I didn't want to be put on a prescription, you know, Letting imposter syndrome take over can lead to anxiety and even depression if it gets too deep. You need to find people outside of your people because sometimes your people really don't be your people. You need to find your own little tribe. Step back and remind yourself of the contributions you've made to this world because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're smart and you dope as fuck. So you shouldn't be feeling like you don't leave your mark on this world, you know? One of the things you can do to kind of work through imposter syndrome is remind yourself of the contributions you've made to the world. Get out your notepad and brag on yourself a little bit. Write down all the goals, whether they was, I lost three pounds or I lost 83 pounds, whether it was okay this, this month, I took my trash out on time every Tuesday, blah, 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 whatever it is, write that shit down and brag on yourself a little bit so you could kind of know what you doing on this earth mean some shit. That'll also help you be grateful. And being grateful is like the first step to having a healthy life, I think. So yeah, you can write down affirmations to remind you like Kevin Gates did. I'm supposed to be in this room. I'm important and I'm a part of this shit or whatever you got going on. And I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in med school. I'm supposed to be, uh, Wherever you at, you're supposed to be there. So acknowledge that you're supposed to be there and take pride in the fact that you're supposed to be there. Stop comparing yourself to others because nobody is on the same journey as you. That sounds so cliche, but I know somebody listening to this needed to hear it, and I needed to hear it myself. That's why I said that shit out loud. I'm Don't compare yourself to nobody. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes in Lil JJ's life. We just know what he posted on social media. And social media, that could be... Comparison is the killer of joy. I've said that in other podcasts. I see that on retweets and reposts all the time. But it's really true. Comparison is the killer of joy. Don't compare your shit to nobody else's shit. Worry about your shit. You feel me? Look at things from a real logical perspective. Don't just look at things kind of... And just create random ass thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Be logical about the things that you're looking at. When you step back outside of your body and you're looking back at the things that you did, be logical. You know 
that you deserve to be in med school because you know you've been busting your ass from the time you was in the eighth grade to get there. You know, Kevin Gates, that you're supposed to be in them big board meetings with the executives because we listening to your shit and we love your stuff. So it's like, you know, you're supposed to be there. Get that thought out your head that you ain't supposed to be there and own that room. I, went to, I have a good friend that um, went to prison when we were younger. I don't remember exactly how young, but we are well over 18 now. And he was young, like maybe like 20. I can't even remember. I'm going to have to ask him just to be sure when he went to prison. Now, he served his time. He was released some years ago. And he married another girl that we that I grew up with. They got kids. His wife has a boutique. Um, and she... They not dirtbags. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They productive members of society. They kids play sports. He contributes to the community. He's like a um, coach. Baseball. I'm sorry, not baseball. Basketball. Football. Um, he has uh, a tire shop. He has. He's a productive member of society. Um, he he an amazing dude. You know. But we were talking before, and he told me that. When he started the football team, he kind of was like, you know, am I, should I be doing this? I didn't been to prison. I didn't did this negative thing. I didn't did that negative thing. And it's like, I look at him, y'all, I, my script that I wrote, I got about 12 things listed. That's great about this dude. You know, that anybody on the outside looking in would see and know that that's, a great person. He's a contributor to the world, to the community, to the city. But he told me that he has felt like, should I be doing this? I sh these people probably think, why he got a football team? He didn't been to prison before. He didn't did this before. He didn't did that before. So imposter syndrome is real. It's real. Because that was a perfect example of it. My friend, deserves all the great things that he get all of them and it's like because you've done this before you've been in prison before these people might think you a fraud they might expose you uh, he told me he think about that every time he meet a new parent which one of these old parents is gonna say you know he been to prison you know he did this you know he did that but again he deserves that He's supposed to be where he is. He's supposed to be on that football field coaching these kids. You know, imposter syndrome is not discriminatory. I don't know if discriminatory is the correct word, but it does not discriminate. It can affect anybody. And I don't want it to affect you. <laughs> so, again, imposter syndrome, it sucks, but it's not unbeatable. It's not real. Those feelings of fear or that you're a fraudulent person, none of that shit is real. And if that shit ain't real, we can beat that shit, right? For sure. So um, one of the things I wanted to start doing was highlighting um, stories about missing black and brown girls. Missing girls, period. But y'all know what I mean. So there's a girl from... My hometown that is missing, um, her name is, I might say this wrong, and I apologize, Latish Norris. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure she's originally from Anderson, Indiana, 
um, but she's missing in San Diego. I'm going to read the Facebook post um, from the San Diego Police Department. It says, the San Diego police are seeking the public's assistance in locating 20-year-old Letitia Norris. She was last seen on November the 4th, 2021, at a 7-Eleven store located at 222 Park Boulevard in San Diego, California. She was wearing black leggings, a black sweatshirt, black with some white tennis shoes, and carrying a black and white checkered backpack. Letitia was in a fight with her boyfriend. After she made contact with her mother via a stranger's cell phone on November the 5th, 2021, that was the last time she was heard or seen. Family are concerned for her safety following the fight with her boyfriend, who can no longer be reached. Letitia is 5'8", 160 pounds, with dark brown hair, dark brown or black hair, and brown eyes. If anyone has any information regarding her whereabouts or knows anything about her disappearance, please contact the San Diego Police Department at 619-531-2446. The case number is 21-501043. And some of the, it says San Diego Police Department, and then it has some news stations. So one of them is the KFMB-TV. 10 News, ABC, San Diego, KGTV, KNSD-TV, and KSWB-TV. In the video um, that was posted in the Facebook group, and the Facebook group is called Letitia Norris, San Diego, Missing Updates and Discussion. There's a Facebook, I'm sorry, that's the Facebook group. But in the Facebook group, there's a video kind of, Giving more information, um, she has an eyebrow, like a slit in her eyebrow. Doesn't say if it's the, it looks like it's the right. She has, looks like the word suck <laughs> on her um, knuckles. And she actually had on like a Vans checkered backpack. And the black shoes with some white on them were like the classic black Vans. She has um, a seven inch blade on her right calf. A dream catcher tattoo on her left shoulder blade. And she she has a tattoo of like strings turning into crows at the bottom. I'm sorry, yeah. Strings that turn into crows at the bottom. So if you guys have any information or know anything about her, please come forward. Um, again, the phone number for the San Diego Police Department is 619 619- Five three one two four four six, and you will remain anonymous. So if you guys know anything, definitely reach out. Such a pretty girl. Oh, and here's another another piece about that. All of her family and friends are back home in Indiana. Anything you do, anything you can do to help locate her is appreciated beyond measure. Also, her mom Cheryl. Her phone number is 765. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Her mom Cheryl's number is 765-422-1660. So, guys, join the Facebook. I'm going to put the flyer um, and the link to the Facebook group in the show notes so we can bring Letitia home. 
I was just making sure there's not, no other information on the Facebook group. So, yeah, I'm going to post this on my social media. And I'm going to also um, post all the links to the Facebook page on the show notes. So, I love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unfiltered Black Hottie. If you enjoyed the show, leave your girl a five-star review and brag on me just a little bit. Feel free to send in episode suggestions, questions, comments, or concerns, or whatever you want to unfilteredblackhottie at gmail.com. For everything else, as always, check out www.ublackhottie.com.